Welcome to the Sixers Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Will Coffrin. Joining me, creator of Sixers Mania. I couldn't think of, I was going to say creator or founder, so I just kind of went between. You know, of Sixers we'll Mania. go with both. Just a We'll Maltz. go with both, man. We'll go with both, absolutely. Creator, founder, CEO, some are calling it. CFO. <laughs> some are saying. CEO. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh... I'm all of them, but no, it's it's good to be here. Good to be back in uh, in another podcast episode where uh, we talk about the Sixers and uh, how media mediocre they've been playing. I feel like as of late, but you know, there's some good, there's some good, some bad that I'm sure we'll get into. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Well, on one hand, you can say mediocre, but on the other hand, you can say no Maxi, no Embiid. They lost the Celtics by six, uh, and yeah. then the Pelicans game was brutal, but still, that was fine. And then the last time Embiid played, they won by 44. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll jump right into it. We're not going to focus too much on the games because once again, no Maxi, no Embiid on in the Celtics game and the game before that, no Embiid, uh, just in general, not, not too many takeaways, but, but there are still some things. So mm-hmm. most recently, I mean, we just got, there was no defense being played. They let up what 40 to the Celtics in the first quarter. I mean, yeah. there's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a tough effort, though. I will say it was probably the best non embiid effort they've given so far, uh, which I know it's been talked about. Very impressive. You know, uh, throughout his tenure. I know Sam jokingly kind of brought it up the other day. Maybe he wasn't joking. I don't know. But uh, the Doc Rivers tenure, he whenever guys were out, Doc Rivers' teams tend to rise to the occasion for whatever reason where that hasn't been the case under Nurse. I think it's just small sample size, but... I don't know. Are you with me on that I, one, or do you think it's something else? Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, stats-wise, yes, but it's a fact. But, I mean, does it matter? That's that's my point, is it It doesn't matter. To re, yeah. re, re, I mean, you know, realistically, it's, it's you know, no MB, no Maxi. You, you can have all the bench players in the world, and congrats, you got wins, or your point differential's huge under Doc Rivers, and it's not the same under Nick Nurse. At the end of the day, if you don't have the MVP caliber player, you know, and Joel Embiid, and your second best player, Maxi, or whatever it may be, on the floor, the stats and all that stuff. But it's great to see an awesome, yes, Doc's a motivator. And Nick Nurse, I think, has, you know, a little more X's and O's, and then that's kind of his specialty there. But still, um, I don't think it matters either way. I, I agree. And, you know, it, it's like you said, this team's going to win if they have Joel Embiid. So why do I care how they look without Joel mm-hmm. Embiid? I know seeding might yeah. be different. Uh, if we were to win a few games that maybe we shouldn't, like if we won yesterday or if we won against the Pelicans. But in the grand scheme of things, we need to be the way. best in the playoffs. Yeah. So who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, another thing just to that Doc Rivers versus Nurse point when players are down. I also think a lot of the times where it was like, oh, my God, the Sixers won without anyone playing. It's because we didn't think of Maxie as one of those guys, you know, so. Now he is yeah. one of those guys, and we're and we're just down, and and like if if you got to win last year with no Harden and no Simmons, or, sorry, no Harden and no Embiid, Ooh, it was yeah, still yeah, yeah. it was still like oh t- well we had Tyrese Maxey now we don't, we don't even have that so like no kind of, you don't like yeah you're left with like Tobias Harris which is like it's cool it's embarrassing great, awesome, effort though yesterday like, from him he was yeah that's what, that's what I mean that's what, like he's very hot and cold we know what Toby is at this point we've been over it on. Way too many episodes on here. We all know what Tobias Harris is, but to lose Tyrese Maxey, like you said, I mean that's your second best player, and and obviously he's stepped up beyond people's expectations this season. So I mean the way he's playing to have not have that on the floor last night clearly hurts you. So yeah, I mean it's you, you can't have both them out and, and expect to win realistically, especially against Boston, which they gave a valiant effort absolutely. So yeah, uh, Tobias Harris yesterday as the guy idea mm. of a number one option most likely whenever uh and beat and max year out 14 points on 16 shots just yeah just the yeah, usual no, took one three man yeah he, he's never gonna change no he didn't he didn't step up and i think and i think part of that is obviously when we we know this because you don't expect tobias Harris to be like an elite creator and just get his own buckets and he can in at times but obviously Tyrese Maxey draws a lot of attention this year. He started to really draw some double teams at times where we haven't seen them in the past. And then the same thing with Joel, we, you know, Embiid, no matter who's on the floor next to him, typically thrives, uh, you know, versus if he wasn't on the floor, just because of the presence that Joel Embiid is, there's guys that double, triple, you name it, there are different schemes that it helps these role players, which I've said it before, Tobias Harris, in my mind, is an above average role player. I kind of stand by that. I've said that for years, and that's as high as I'll go, if you want to describe him. So It's almost yeah. hard to qualify him just because, like you yeah. said, role player, like his output is definitely that of a role player, though he is more of like a 
scoring option. It's it, it's a strange thing, but I don't know. Yeah, how, it's how he's just a scoring like wing four. I mean, it's it's hard to just like really say like. But and he's that's like why a he is bad he is. scorer. Like he's not he's not a g- efficient scorer. I mean, I guess he's been a little bit more this year, but I mean, he doesn't yeah, it's, shoot it's threes. Just a tough, it's tough, man. With Tobias, and sometimes I'll forget about him too. Like he'll have good games, and it's one it's one of those things where like, wow, Tobias had like even if he gets close to third, like you'll notice it. But there's times where I'm like, wow, Tobias had 20, and it's like, what did he do impressively? Like, it's just, and it gets lost because you have Embiid who's so dominant, and you have Tyrese Maxey who's stepped up big time, and you know even his plays are typically flashy and they look good. And Tobias, he gets those boring, you know, and he he'll be efficient some games, and other games like last night, terrible, but. Yeah, he just gets lost in the shuffle, I feel like, at least in my mind, you know? I mean, that's just how it is. So he's shooting the least amount of threes he's shot since 2016, so his lowest total since being with the Sixers. In 2021, he shot 3.4 a game. He's at 3.3 right now, so you can say it's the same as that. But um, this team has a three-shooting problem. The the only guy who does it at high volume, I I talked about on the last podcast, and since then I've written about it too. The only uh, high-volume three-puncher they have is Tyrese Maxey. And yeah. you know when he's not playing, and and some guys have done done a good job to step up. Like I'm not going to blame Batum. I'm not going to blame uh, Melton. I think they're doing the best of their ability. Ubre, of course, when he's out there in terms of shooting, I do think Covington could shoot a little bit more. I don't know why he's been. He's yeah. just never on the three point line. It seems he and he's had some really good games recently. He's uh, there. There's no reason he shouldn't. He was out of the Clippers rotation last year. It makes no sense. He's he's been a great defensive player, and he and he's still you want. But go on. No, I, I agree with the Covington take. I mean, I would like him to be more of that typical, you know, three and D, which we saw in his first tenure with the Sixers. I feel he's a completely more, different now. It's he's crazy. A, yeah, he's added to his game for sure. I mean, the inside and just the the ability to score inside. He's definitely improved that. Still, he's not a elite better anymore. player. He just does it differently. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. But I mean, for the fit of this team and you know, playing with Joe, we always said he had to surround him with shooters. And you know, I, I think he'll turn it around and 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 adjust his style. Not really turn it around because it's not like he's playing you know poorly. But yeah, yeah adjust well. his adjust his style and the other guy um you know um i don't like his name d'anthony melton has been huge been huge for us i mean i've said yeah, we knew he would step up just because he started off really slow and it's like well he's not a 20 percent three listen he's on my fantasy basketball team for a reason because he gets Your last buttons. place fantasy basketball team all right listen i've had injuries <laughs> we're not even gonna go into this all right but melton has stepped up big time just points were down now we're back up plus i got a chance to win this week so we can be back baby that's all i'm saying Those you still might be in last because i might actually lose unbelievable oh man yeah i'm probably losing all right i, I i'm we'll checking see. mid mid pod anyway <laughs> uh, that's great that's great yeah, that's that's the content people want fantasy basketball content uh but but yes uh d'anthony melton been great uh he is horrid at the rim he's actually shooting a higher percentage from three than he is from the field because of how bad his his inside game is so impressive yeah it's hard to do uh but but he's currently doing it so you know, good for Melton. I, I still stand by as a guy. I would still look to trade. I do think he's a great fit for this team, but unless you think you can really win it, he's an expiring, and then you'd have to maximize for for next year. But I do think he's a valuable, valuable piece. Uh, but I don't know what that market is, so I'm not going to worry about it too much in the big picture. Uh, and then, of course, Batum hasn't missed the three. So once again, when I was talking about that three shooting problem, doesn't really apply to him. He has missed a three, I should clarify, but he's shooting like 56%. I swear he makes every every shot I see. Uh, but He does. He's knocked down. He's been great. Uh, I I can't say enough good things about Batum. It wasn't. It's not really what I would say off the Celtics game. I do want to talk about though, specifically related to the Celtics and Pelicans game. Uh, more so is since Embiid has been out, they finally started playing Mo Bamba, and I've actually liked what I've seen from Bamba. Uh, I've I've of course always kind of been a fan, even if that's a weird thing to say, is that you're you've been a Mo Bamba fan. But mm-hmm. I I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just think he's not he's not as bad as they've been treating him. And uh, granted, Morris has been shooting well from three, but I, I do wonder how much more useful Marcus Morris is than Mo Bamba. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a little bit of Mo Bamba, and I think to have him out there, I mean, when we first like signed him over the summer, I was like, oh, Mo Bamba's actually like a decent backup. And Especially I know we have Paul Reed at the five. Kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a good guy to throw in there. And I think there's games where, like, I mean, Joel Embiid is going to miss more games throughout the season. So this is something where Bamba steps in there. It is a shortish rotation. I think Morris. Uh, feels maybe a little more of a need where, where the catch and shoot is there. I know I know Bamba can shoot. I just feel like Morris has more of a quick trigger, and that's something that he I, I just eye test wise. I feel like Morris attempts more, and it just kind of provides that shooting and that space. Well, he a does, little but bit he, more. he takes bad shots. Morris, I don't, I don't really. 
Yeah, really no, he him. does. He's he also like really slow. He and... off some threes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, defensively, no. Defensively, he's a liability there, not, but not as not as great. I think um, if he can play Bamba, he's not going to play over Paul Reed, even though at times I'd be like, wow, Bamba would be nice here to kind of space the floor. I mean, Paul Reed really can't shoot. So, but he's been uh, hitting recently, though. He, what did he go, 2-2 two two yesterday or 1-1? One one yeah, he can. <laughs> right. He, he can. It's like... But it's not a quick release either with Paul Reed. It really is. No, but you got a defender slow. playing 10 feet off of him. Well, so that's the thing. Yeah, and eventually. You kind of have that look every time. Yeah, maybe, maybe they start to guard him if he hits a couple in a game, but who knows. But, yeah, to play Bamba, he's not a bad player. He I think you could play them both some... together, by the way, for what it's worth. Who, Reed and Bamba? Yes. Yeah, I I'm not opposed to that. I think Paul Reed at the four is fine. It seems like we haven't really used that at all, which I thought going Correct. into the season, it would be Paul Reed at the four a lot more than, than the five. But yeah, it's interesting. They they run him as a backup center, even though he's undersized and they roll with it. So yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I would be remiss to not talk about this, even though it's kind of it's funny as soon as i said he sucks and should never play a game again patrick beverly's just oh. on fire just oh just his greatest Talk offensive performance yesterday uh, at 26.7 assists eight rebounds uh he was hitting step back threes i'm he's like barely missed since i mentioned that now granted to be clear beverly. He's, he's not really missing from three but he's still only shooting 31 percent from, uh, from three well, that, on the oh season because he was so bad to start so and I don't think he's going to need the shot dress. So I think that three point percentage is going to end up in the twenties. But anyway, he's been all, he's been great. Uh, I still would play Springer over him, Ooh. to be honest. Mm. But I, yeah, I guess you disagree. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I mean, come on, come on. No, Pat Bev's uh, Pat Bev is a better player right now than Springer. Sure, I mean, I think you know Springer can develop if he gets he more is. minutes. I would take Pat Bev over him. I just would. Uh defensively, I, I he's a little bit slow, but Pat Bev still I, there's something about it's not even just like the on ball and and just the way that Pat Bev plays the game, but he does bring some energy. He does. And you see it and it it really does kind of affect the other guys in a certain positive way. I re- I just believe that and I've heard it on his podcast and I've seen it oh, just from other players God. too just talking about his energy that he brings. It's true. It's true though and it sounds stupid you like him it really is chemistry pandering. Yo, gosh. But, like, chemistry is a big thing. It just is. Yeah. It really is in, in the NBA, especially, I mean, you have four other guys on the court. Like, Pat Bev brings a voice to that, at least to that second unit. He's not going to go win you a game. He's not going to put up, you know, 20-plus points a night. He's That's not him. We know that. But he's going to provide some defense, some energy, absolutely. And, yeah, if he can hit, you know, hit a couple threes and shoot close to 30 or whatever it is and kind of keep at that pace, okay. If he starts brick sitting, especially later in the season, which is likely because he's not a great shooter, we saw it to start the season, then take him out, play spring a little bit more. You have to adjust there. But I absolutely think Pat Bev deserves time, and we've seen it. And I think he's a, he's a totally fine fit. He's not great. He's not bad. That's it. I don't think Springer's great either, but I, th- I think they're both bad, to be honest. I don't think they're serious playoff rotation guys. I don't know. Do you think Beverly would hold up in the playoffs? I mean, I guess he could, like, D up for a possession. But I, 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 I think I think Beverly can give you a few minutes. I think he can give oh, you God. a few minutes. I trust I I trust Beverly over Springer in the play, in the playoffs. I will say that. I mean, I guess it's fair to I not just, trust a rookie in the playoffs, but I'm, I'm saying I would play Springer now because I think he could learn by then. Where I don't, I don't think that's yeah, going to change. I agree with the development the development piece, absolutely. But, I mean, if you're going just in general playoffs, I mean, I would put – I'm not not even saying Pat Pep should really get that much time. I mean, if Pat Pep's on the court, it's because we're either down or, like, it's a quick substitution. Someone's well, he gets trouble, time because we don't is. have point guards. It's And that's something that we, we don't. Like, Maxi, we don't. Like, like, honestly, you could argue we have zero point guards. You could say Maxi's a two, Melton's a two. Whatever. I think. I mean, I think you're right. Technically, I think Maxi. I think our best. I mean, we just Maxi's point now, this. But I don't know. Yeah, but Maxi really. I mean, truly. I mean, at least coming into the league and even how he played. I think we both agreed. Hey, he's more of a two. He's more of a shooting guard. Oh, for Same sure. thing with Melton. It's kind of. But I think it's kind of like Jamal Murray at this point. I think that's where where Maxi's gotten to. Where he certainly like a, can play the one. He's like a he's secondary playmaker, with. but they're still. I, I don't want to like argue positions too much, but but like it's well, like Murray. Yes, you can put him on there if there's a guy who's as good or a better playmaker on there, and you wouldn't really suffer. Like you could definitely win a championship. Like that. yeah, Point Jokic, no, hundred percent, and even like I mean, we we said it. You know, going into this season and even previous seasons, Embiid as as kind of that primary, not ball handler, but at times, I mean, he we see him bring it up, right? I and mean, we see that is his passing and beats passing. I mean, it it's the the improvement is insane yeah insane. we haven't talked uh we haven't been on the podcast since the lakers game the laker game was obviously basically all point and beat it was at the, it was to the point where 
Maxi was getting the ball off the inbound and he was passing it back to Joel to bring the ball up, which is just insane. And he was obviously directing the offense, got assists early. I will say it looked a little forced, is all I'm saying, with, with Embiid's assist. Uh, I'm not saying he was triple double hunting or whatever it may be, but um, I'm not sure how it was, if it was the best course of action for the offense. Now, granted, they were on fucking fire that game, so I'm not going to argue with yeah, 138 please, points scored, but a lot of that was just shooters making shots, as it often goes in the NBA. But mm-hmm. yeah, the passing's been on another level. It's definitely been something under Nurse. I still, like, I know it's crazy to say because he's averaging 32, 6.6, and 11 rebounds with two blocks a game, and this is probably the most bought in he looks defensively. For whatever reason, I still preferred how he looked under Doc, and I, I don't know. It seems like for me with him, I, I'm not going to be super negative, I swear, because we are talking about how great the passing's been, and I would like to get back to that. <laughs> I don't know if you feel this way. I do think Embiid's been more like foul baiting oh. this year than ever. Like previous years, I thought people that made that argument were dumb. This year, I'm like, honestly, they they kind of got a point for some of these. I mean, I think he's the same as every year. I mean, I I definitely I guess can see fine. your point there. I mean, it's, you know, every season he gets hacked and he embellishes and it be flops, but but. But all play all the greats, they all flop a little bit. They all yeah. Play. I do LeBron think his gets under a microscope a little bit, a little bit more uh, because yeah, he his numbers are higher, and it's also like he knocks them down where people don't complain about Giannis and, shooting yeah. free throws because he he doesn't knock oh, them down. Giannis, like, Giannis, great, good foul, yeah, seriously. But that's something too where like yeah. you know Embiid. I mean, we've said it before, and it's true. There really is no one one on one outside of maybe Giannis Al in the post, and then yeah, Al Horford, right? But there really isn't. Even like there's a double team coming, whatever. But one on one, physically, there's very few guys, handful, and even if that, that can truly guard him. So they they end up Al Horford, Brook Lopez, and Jonas Valanciunas. Sorry. There you go. So there's there's the list. Though. That's what I'm saying. But you know, you're not playing those guys every single night. There's a lot of nights where there's some bowling you or some guy that just isn't that great outmatched clearly, and they take advantage, and he gets hacked, and the fans complain. But it's like. They fail because they can't guard. Like that's, that's the reason. So, yeah, and you know I'm, they can play. And sure, he flops too. Don't get me wrong. Right. They can't and I, we're kind of talking about the Lakers game, so I'll just say it. I don't really have a better way of saying it, but I don't know. Like he kind of makes Anthony Davis his bitch every time he plays him. Uh, like, like oh, Davis yeah, looks horrendous every time. And and I know we're both not Davis guys. It's not just because of necessarily Sixers stuff, but I, I guess that doesn't help. A, it's he funny too. Like. I don't know where he ranks in the top like twenty or like where what area he whatever it is, I know it's too high. is. Whatever <laughs> it is though, like like Davis is a very good player. Like don't sure. I would love to have him on the team. He's a really good player, really good player. But like when Embiid, he just like you say, really makes him his bitch. It's like yeah, not it's even like, the same. Beat. It's not competitive like, at all. Like no, and, he, and like you expect because it's a big name guy. It's like Anthony Davis, AD, the brow. He's coming to the Wells Fargo Center. Here we go, and it's like nope. <laughs> Like Both I made the joke. I guess I didn't yeah. even joke. The, the Valanciunas, Brook Lopez, and Horford in the playoffs. If you told me the team we're going against has either David, like it's the same team, and they could, I could either go against Davis or I could go against Brook Lopez. I'd rather go against Anthony Davis. It's to that point. Like, yeah, no, like Davis. I know offensively, like Davis is is much better than the guys that you just named. But like defensively, at least against Joel, which is usually Davis's matchup. I mean, they don't really have another center out there that's going to play alongside him. So, and I know Davis prefers... He hasn't been that great offensively, I just want to point out. I know he's like an actual go scorer. He's better than Brook Lopez, I understand. But like, his offense isn't as good as I think people think it is. (laughs) I don't know. No, I mean, you see, it really works the mid range, at least against the Sixers when they lost by the Well, well yeah, but down. like, so does Tobias Harris, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, obviously, he gets fouled a lot more, and there, there's a lot of other things he does. But Anthony Davis, right now, he's averaging on, on the year 22.6 points on 55% shooting, which, of course, is very efficient, but he's not shooting any threes. Uh, he's getting blind 6.4 times, knocking down 84% of his threes. But, like, I don't know. He's just like a solid scorer. And, like, maybe, I don't know. I do love LeBron, so I'd love to explain as to well, why LeBron, I yeah, think he's going to win the championship but I, I do think Davis is overrated and it's been oh 100% he'd look great next to Joel though I'll tell you that he would look awesome Ta- Max yeah I don't know how Davis, teams would score inside he, of us oh be awesome <laughs> that, us. see that's a good it's just it's just him as like the actual anchor in the middle the set the center just really holding down everything on defense and even offensively it's just like he's he's not the same they need another a true star there they don't have that for LA well it's 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 strange. Yeah, like that's kind of my point, though. I I think we're in a, we're in agreement. Then obviously, if you think they need another star in L.A., that's a sign that Anthony Davis is not as good as people think, <laughs> because, you know, uh, if you need another star with LeBron James, that that's that's saying something. So yeah, no, I mean, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously we well, just but I've, absolutely I think, dominated them. I think we have another <laughs> yeah. star as well. Though. We have Joel Embiid, who's you know better than LeBron at this at this point in his career right now. Right, but do you think we could? Yeah. Uh, just hypothetically, let's say it's the same roster. Maybe it's like I guess Marcus Morris because you do have to give away somebody. If we traded Marcus mm-hmm. Morris for OG Ananobi and then whatever it picks, like, do you think that that's good enough to win the title, or or at least a chance at? I it? I think they have a chance to win the title. Versus right now, I think they are, I think they definitely have a chance with OG on the team. Or with even exactly o- OG, other teams being the exact same, how many teams do you think are better than them? I still think in the East or overall. Overall. I mean, there's Nuggets, uh, Celtics, Bucks for sure. I'm missing probably another team. You, from the you would say Bucks for sure. That's interesting. I don't think the Bucks I'd have still, looked that good, to be honest. I'd still t- they had they've had some ups and downs for sure. They do have Brooke Lopez, in, a, in a playoff series though, where it really comes down to the star power and the top, yeah. And Brook Lopez, <laughs> and Brook Lopez, who we talked yeah. about as the demi god, the greatest. Um, greatest I'm taking, I'm still taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Celtics, and I'm taking the Denver Nuggets. Even with that trade, there's three teams better. Even with OJ, OG, or I'm a big fan of the Levine, which I've said before. Either one. You seem to be still, the only one, which I guess we'll talk about shortly with the Levine thing. I, I. Would also agree about the Celtics and the Nuggets. However, I don't disagree, or I don't agree with the Bucks. If you add OG, okay, to this that's team, fair. I, I see they, it. I think their only weakness at that point is probably passing. But uh, yeah, I'm not saying I necessarily want OG because I think spending all your all your assets on a because OG, as soon as the season's over, if we paid him forty million dollars, we'd be it would be Tobias Harris 2.0. I'm not doing that. So <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of my, the same thing about Levine. Levine, and we'll talk about him now, I, I, I guess, since you brought him up, even though we did talk about last week. Like, I don't know, you're still on the Levine train? Like, I don't know if you've you've noticed, not that this should form your opinion, if, if that's what you believe, if that's what you believe, but it doesn't seem like there's a market at all for Zach Levine, which granted, you could say, hey, that means we could just trade Tobias Harris for him just to, so that they get off his <laughs> salary, and granted, we'd be a lot better team this year. Uh, uh-huh. But then we're stuck with that contract. So I, I don't know. What are your What's thoughts Levine's on contract? What is uh, his contract? I'll pull up the exact one. I know he's making Levine. around 40 a year. He, you and could he, trade him for Tobias Harris, but then he's got. All right. So he's got. How many years left? After this year, he would have three more 43 million, 45 million, 48 million. Yeah. I mean, it's a big contract. Uh, yeah. That's, Especially that's because we fact. have cap space right now. So. And, would... and OG is what? Going into a free agency after this year? Is right. That what, is that what the deal is for the OG? Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the cap situation, OG is definitely a better fit where you have that flexibility after the season. You kind of yeah, but if he walk, walks, right? like, so, that's not that's not flexibility. That's just you lose him. I mean, you could you could do a signing trade. With him, a but, rental, basically. Yeah, yeah, and and I think the signing trade could work out just uh-huh. because there's not a lot of teams with cap space, so they might need to send guys back. So that, I think if you're looking at OG or really any of these guys that are expiring, you do have to look at the fact that you probably can trade them at the end of the year. Obviously, signing trades, you don't get the exact package you want because they have to want to go to that team, and there's just less leverage once they already sign that and deal. I, but, you know. I guess the question is, too, like, you know, you trade for Levine. What's what's the market, I guess, for free agency next year? That's that's the question is, do you want to play the long game and really say, hey, you know, screw this season. We're, we're running it with the roster that we have set in stone now. Well, I think you can that's, do both is the, the difference. Like okay. it, I, it's like I mentioned before, Lowry Markin. If you trade for him, you you can both get a free agent, and you'd have Lowry Markin. Yeah, I mean that would be ideal. I think that would be ideal to stack up talent like that. I mean, Markin is a very very good player. So, were you asking what are some of the free agents next year? I would love to hear. I mean, obviously that yeah. plays a big factor into the Sixers. And a lot of them are unrealistic. Hey, trade now. Yeah, I mean that's that's the like what are the realistic free agents? Well, I don't know. We'll see your definitions on realistic. I'll I'll just give you. Um, I don't know. Do you want to say, just give me if you think it's likely and if you think, I'm just going to name a few. We're not going to go through the entire list. If you think it's likely that they would go and if they're good enough. So I'll just mm-hmm. give you a few. Okay. Uh, LeBron. Uh-uh. No. Not likely, but I mean, he was kind of flirting with the Sixers with talking about Tyrese Maxey. And I, don't think it's, well. I don't think he leaves LA, though. I feel very unlikely. Oh, I, I, I agree. I'm just giving you the, the counter argument. Okay. I mean, we talked about how we don't think LA is that great. Maybe he's like, I- I'm near the end of my career. I need a couple more rings to catch Jordan. Uh, I think maybe. the Sixers could be a good spot. And and plus, maybe. if we don't win, it- it's not like people are going to be like, what, you joined a team that won a ring? And then, you know, we're, we're the, a lot of people just, we're-, we're the joke of the league. We haven't been past the second round. So I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see. But yeah, I- unlikely still. I-, I agree with you. I'm just, once again, mm-hmm. giving the counter argument. All right, Paul George. Now, one, uh, I'm just going to give the argument in case you think it's unlikely. 
the Clippers are falling apart. I know. I agree. I mean, I I would love Paul on the team. And he's older, so I don't know what his market is. And plus, not a lot of teams can give it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you said, it really depends how the Clippers season plays out this year. And They did just win, and Paul George did hit a step back three against the Warriors. But We're back. They've still been pretty horrendous. And I will say about this with Paul George, once again, not a lot of teams that can give him the contract if if we're the ones able to. And uh, he's another player who hasn't won, so I could see him. Yeah, maybe chasing a little bit. Not crazy, because we are the best team that also has money. Uh, Now, granted, he could reach out with the Clippers, but I don't know if he's really going to run it back, depending on how this Clippers season looks. Um, I don't know. I think he's kind of the target. And so, once again, going back to your original question, I'll I'll name a few more targets. Would you really trade for Levine if it throws away your chances at Paul George? I mean, that's see, that's that's the question though. Is is I guess you could sign and trade again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, I just don't want to miss out on it, which I'm sure they'll get a free agent now of that quality. Who knows? And that's, yeah, that's, that's asking true. a lot. But someone's yeah, got to get them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just, you're just taking a risk there. But I think Philly's an attractive market. You know, this is not some small town, right? This is a big, very big metro city. So this is something where I think, you know, people want to be at. And they obviously have the MVP of the league and Joel. So it's an attractive destination for sure. It is. Yep. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Well, I think he's going to stay there. I also don't really want Kawhi. Crazy how we both are at the same thing. So I'm looking at this right now. I'm on uh, Spot Track, uh, of course. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, like, this is mind boggling to me. And usually I'm pretty good with this. He's somehow uh, a year younger than Paul George. I know Paul George is older, but Kawhi Leonard moves like an elderly man. Yeah. (laughs) No, he does. It's it's unreal. I mean, he can't jump anymore. (laughs) No. Yeah, he can't. And to think he was like a locked, which he still is a good defender, but like, man. He's not a, what he used to be on the defensive end and offense. No. He just doesn't have lift. But he, he's a he's a very good player. I feel like we're very negative on him. But yeah, it's uh, just funny. But he's he's changed over the years, man. Crazy. In terms of likelihood, too, he clearly went to L.A. He left a win. Just uh, he left a team that he won a championship with in Toronto because he hated presumably cold weather. <laughs> so he's not coming here. Right. That that that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, I mentioned this. This was kind of like my preseason prediction. But uh, he looks really bad. So Clay Thompson. Yeah, he does look bad. And I heard that I'm mean, not trading him. I saw that report today. But uh, I mean, would I like Clay on the team? I think he's. I like him. But I think fit. his market's going to be way higher than what it should be. Yeah, I agree because I mean, we you can't give him. He's not worth the max or whatever. But yeah, I mean, he's a good player. I would take him. But yeah, no, I can't believe him. Like, how much better do you think he is realistically than like Boyan Bogdanovich? <laughs> at this point not much that, that's kind of my point like it's, it's, a, it's a nice name and that's why he's going to go for a lot yeah. like i could see a team like charlotte being like whatever we're yeah gonna... we'll get clay thompson on our team look at our jersey sales now yeah right but yeah i know he he. i don't know I, I and i could still talk myself into him being good again just because he's not reliant on athleticism never has been no he definitely could bounce back i mean no. people get shooters going shooting slumps we know it but yeah well it's more so the injuries that acl and achilles that's kind of looks like it's taking its toll uh not gonna next two listed on here uh just because i forget how it's sorted but is tobias harris and james harden obviously no uh siakam (laughs) uh i'm gonna respectfully and well here's the thing though i think siakam next to b would be fun it would you're off this podcast no no it would be fun okay I'm gonna. I lean no though. Usually. That's why I hesitated big time. I lean no. My my initial instinct when you first got Siakam, I said I, nope. But now that it's just, it'd be interesting. Not my go-to. That's like hey, number like six on the list. Oh my god, you got Siakam. It's like uh, okay, okay, Siakam. That's if we give Siakam a max, I'm not doing this podcast. It's gonna be just replace all the content from the past three years or two years, however long we've been doing it. It's oh almost three probably. Just replace everything I've said about Tobias Harris with Pascal Siakam because they are the same player. Here we go. All right. Uh, a few more others. I'm just going to go rapid fire. I think all these, if you pay yeah, them, are likely. Uh, though they may not leave, so that's the thing. But Drew uh, Holiday. Yes, would love. You Yeah, but give them a max. Like, Do you think Drew Holiday on a max is more valuable than Levine on a max? Is, I guess, what we're comparing. I mean, it's pretty close, to be honest. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I know Drew's like a I... better role player, but Drew's going to be 34. I'd rather just have Levine, I think. I guess the age is a big factor. I mean, and I, 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 I do think there's some things that's putting too much stock, and I think Drew Holiday is going to age very well, but I, 
I think there is something about putting too much stock in age, but that I think that's just too much of a difference for the fact that Levine, I think you could really resuscitate. Plus, I think he's pretty cheap, and you could have him this year. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. be paying Holiday close to a max, okay. to be honest. Uh, okay. And then OG, as we talked about, is I guess. Like, if you pay him, he'll come here, I, I would think. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of the point. Uh, I do think it would be overpaying him. It would be similar to the Tobias Harris situation, but it's not as bad as, as uh, Siakam in my mind because at least OG provides kind of defense, three shooting, and athleticism that you don't see from, from most players in the league. Kind of hard to acquire that type of player. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right, um, but you're still pro-trading for Zach Levine after listed all those guys. I mean, like, I, I understand the argument against it. I think Levine would be a positive asset to the to the team, and I think offseason, yeah, I mean, the best one you named is Paul George. That comes to mind. It also, like, for whatever reason, of... seems the most realistic because it's like the Clippers are blowing up, and I don't know, maybe he hates Philadelphia and never wants to be on the It, side, it just but... depends how their season ends, too. That's, that's one of those where, like, they win a championship. It's very yeah, unlikely. Clearly, clearly, but they might not make the fucking playoffs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's it's early. It's early, and at this it point, it is early. I, but I they look awful. And I know, but even the playoffs, like, I don't put much. I don't put ever since the play-in tournament, especially where like you don't want to be a play-in team. Bottom line, obviously, but you know it's like ten teams. You just can't be the bottom thirty-three percent. Yeah, but what the Heat did was fluky. It's so hard to go from being. That I, ag- low as Heat I agree. I agree. But even if like I mean, the, like even the Heat is an eight seed. Like we knew they were a little bit better than an eight seed or whatever. And the For same sure. thing. And the same thing. But they almost like, got knocked off by Zach Levine's Bulls. <laughs> they did. They did, but they went on a run. And then you got it. Everyone, you just need an opportunity to get in. So when it comes to like making the playoffs, even like the Sixers somehow fell apart and we become like a seven seed with men. Like, I think you just got to get in, right? I mean, the seeding obviously is a big factor, but bottom line is at some point, you got to beat the best anyway to be the best. I mean, Celtics are going to be there. Milwaukee's going to no, be I, there. So I agree. But if you get you a play- breeze in the first couple rounds, you can be well rested for the, for, you know. You say that, but at the same time... I know we hmm. did that last year, but also well, but I don't it, think that Sixers team, because we swept, I think that Sixers team was not good enough to beat the Celtics in seven, and that's why they were able to get to seven was because they were a little bit more rested from Yeah, but you mess. say that, and hey, maybe maybe you play the best right away. You're an eight seed, you play in a one, get Just rid get of them, bang. That's fair. Yeah, get a, yeah, hey, you're ready to roll, let's do it. Why Why have a whole series where beat us to play four, still four games, whatever, right? Get out of there and you're banged up. Who knows? Let's play them now, get it done with, and you never know. So at some point you have to play them, and it would be nice if you could just play one of the top two in Milwaukee slash Boston, but who knows? So. I like how we went from talking about the Clippers to applying this to us. Uh, I don't think Sorry, I'm Eastern Conference only. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, too, I know we've had bad games. I can already predict our next pod. I don't know when it will be because I don't know how worthy these games will be talked about. Our schedule coming up, Wizards, Hawks, Wizards, Pistons, Pistons, Hornets, Bulls, <laughs> and then Turtles. Oh, okay, so that was how many games did you read off right there? Uh, what is it, seven? I think okay, it's seven so, wins. Yeah. So I'm, they I'm, I'm, be, I don't think we lose a single one of those. Yeah, so Maybe they, the should be, they should be 19 and seven when we come back. If they don't, then we're deleting the pod. Got it. I mean, that's hard. They they should win out there. Yeah. Like that's, and those are must wins because I looked at their schedule later in the year. It gets tough. The month of, I think it's March. Good Lord. Horrible. Oh my God. Well, we'll see when it gets there. I feel like March is also a time when a lot of teams are sitting their best players but yeah it but also it's might be like early march we'll see i know there's there's some tough games there i'm like damn so look out yeah uh we we've kind of been jumping around but i i want to say uh just sh- I just shout out to paul reed because he's been really good Eagle i know paul. we kind of breeze talk about uh breeze through talking about him but he's been really good he also absolutely cooked at horford one-on-one yesterday mm-hmm. that one possession that was beautiful uh but that's pretty much all i got on the the reason game so Obviously, this is shorter on our our usual segment, so I think I'm just going to cut it to the the two other ones. Uh, We're going to do something uh, a bit interesting because I knew we didn't have much here. I wanted to talk about... uh, I'm a generational hater. We know this. Mm -hmm. You would describe me as such. Mm. Uh, I gave you... And I said you could do top five. I was going to do ten because once I did five, I realized I got to... I wanted to talk about our least favorite Sixers because I don't think there's too many on this team. That I that I absolutely despise, which is unlike previous years. I was looking through the rosters too. I think Maury, you know, as 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 many problems as Maury has has caused, uh, and he is. I've always said he's definitely the best one we had. The Colangelos and Elton Brand and everyone else were so much better at getting players that infuriated me. I don't like. There were so many. Anyway, so Maltz, who are your 
I'll say, um, we'll go you first. Uh, we can talk yeah. about your top five, or did you do ten? What did you do? I did five. Man, I don't have it in particular order, really. I'll just name off a few here, but I'll start with one that might shock you because I was a big fan to start, but now looking back on it and just realizing that, hey, you're not going to get them all right. I was for sure wrong, and uh, this guy sucked, and he was a top pick and Julia Okafor. So you know, that was one of the higher-rated Sixers and just a true disappointment. So that's one of them. Um, um TLC- I want to oh, go. Oh, okay, wow. Uh, oh, I going every bury other. the next one. I just want to talk about Jaleel. Uh, Jaleel, I had four on my list, and I did okay. rank mine. Okay. Uh, four it was one of those. I hated him as a player in the draft. Didn't want to take him. You were Philly fanned up, so you're like, Big. yeah, he's, he's the yeah, he had an Okafor jersey. Yeah, guys. <laughs> um, he was he was awful. He was a bad prospect, so I can't blame a lot of him for it. That's actually why he's not higher for me. Also, another reason why we're not why he's not higher is like realistically, if we didn't take Okafor, the best player, I think once again, you could have taken Booker, but that he was gonna go in the, the late lottery. Like that would have been an extreme reach. Yes, he could have traded down, but that's like extreme galaxy breaking thinking. If we were just gonna stay there and select, the only reasonably better player would have been Porzingis. And like I don't know, how does that change the the trajectory of the franchise if we have Chris Asperzingas, who I don't think is like no that great. Yeah. Um. So that's the only reason he's lower than me. But yeah, I I couldn't stand watching him play. He just seemed like an oaf that didn't care about basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh. But once again, he also it's he's one of those guys. If the draft was in, tw- I swear I won't go this long on everyone else. If the draft if that draft was held four years later, three years later, he probably goes much lower just from where the league was going. Like I don't know, he was just such like a early 2000s center in my mind yeah no he was he definitely was he was in the wrong era for sure yep. for sure all right you can go to tlc next which is yeah i had tlc i mean just one of those guys that like you know not to say anything too terrible about him he was really seemed like a positive dude good good dude on the court at least but just he or on the you know on the team in the locker room but overall i, I just feel like he every year at least with him there was some expectation like oh, okay this is his year he's gonna he's gonna perform better he's gonna start to grow and he really just never never exceeded expectations or even met expectations for that matter. So he Certainly. just kind of was just a disappointment just continuously. And that's a guy that comes to mind. Yeah. I think he kind of pe- peaked year one. I mean, he was only with us for two years, uh, but his in, in his entire career, I think you could argue he peaked year one. Technically he's, he actually had a good stretch on Brooklyn, I will say, but <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got, he's a prospect that I'll high hopes for. I, he was taken 24th, but he was one of those guys where if you yeah. around the league, he seemed more highly regarded or in terms of scouts and everything and internet, whatever. Like people thought he was a lottery pick and he fell to 24 and we took him and then he just wasn't there. We were like, let's go. And yeah, I just, I love it. Yeah. What about, uh, still don't dislike. Where did he go in Brooklyn after that? Did he go like to Brooklyn? He went everywhere. So he was in OKC. That was somehow the mellow trade. I forget. Oh my God. I forget who he was, uh, involved the Hawks. I don't know who we got for that, to be honest. I don't know if we got anything besides like maybe a second, but, uh, Yeah. yeah, we pretty much just dumped him to, to Atlanta and then he ended or to Oklahoma City and then he ended up on Chicago. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, he went to OKC and then went to Atlanta. Yeah, crazy. And then he went to Chicago, then Brooklyn, then the Hawks. Now then he was out of the league. So uh, I liked TLC for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> though, kind of what we talked about uh, with Okafor, it's kind of the opposite with TLC and Corkmaz. We took both of these guys before these couple of players that I'm going to name, but. Uh, we took them 24 and 26. 27th pick was Pascal Siakam. 29th was DeJounte Murray. And 36th was Malcolm Brogdon. So, Jesus. Uh, when I wrote about our 10 biggest mistakes that we've made, uh, this, was, this was ranked uh, on there as well. <laughs> Which, you know, Murray would have been a perfect fit. And we talked about trading for Siakam. So, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, that, that'll be it on TLC. I actually like TLC, so he's not on my list. Who's, who's my next it? one? My next one, this guy barely played, but I just, just, I had, a, That's fine. I, had I, to include him. I like explaining the irrational hatred. So I had to, I just had to put him in because he's just a f- fucking pure stiff in Greg Monroe. I mean, just, <laughs> it, I just, I just, I like Greg Monroe, but not for when us. He, when he missed the layup, it was iconic in the playoffs. <laughs> the the missed layup made me like him more, to be honest. Oh if he didn't God. miss the layup, I, I probably would have hated him more. Now in 2K, I'm like, oh, I just Greg Monroe. And it's yeah. just you missing a layup. It's just known. <laughs> it's bad. If you like hit backboard, you hit no rim. <laughs> Any like the ugliest shot possible, you pass and it hits the under the bottom of like the backboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Greg Monroe right there. Anything stupid is just I fucking Monroe, love so. that play. Oh my God. 
Oh my god, it's iconic. I might have to I'm gonna watch that one after this, honestly. I'm gonna have to watch that one back. It's uh, it's bad. It's really, really bad. But yeah, he was uh he was up there for me. Um what's okay, rough, yeah. so real quick about okay, good. Greg Monroe. I really liked Greg Monroe at first when he was in the league, but he was kind of that was when I was a different basketball fan because you might say, like, oh, you like Greg Monroe, but not Joel Okafor. That was kind of the point. Greg Monroe was just kind of a better Joel Okafor. And this was before we caught on to the, the fact that those players aren't good. And Are you saying when he first brought was came into the league, you're saying? Yeah. For Monroe? Okay, okay, not like with the Sixers. Got not right. with the Sixers, even though, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, not with the Sixers. I was going to be like, can I argue this? Us. Yeah, he's definitely wild. They were both yeah. terrible. They, I, like, I don't... If you Speaking... put Greg Monroe... Okay, we had Greg Monroe when he was 28, and we were actually a good team. He was 28? Yeah, yeah I know. I thought he was 37. He looked, he looked 48. Oh my god, 28? <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me that. Yeah, he was 28 when he was on the team. If Greg Monroe was you know we'll say at age 28 if you put him on the process sixers that okor was on i think he would have put up better stats than joel or at least the same that's all anyway you can go to the next one okay okay that's fair that's fair uh my next one is also another corpse who i think you know exactly what i'm about to say (laughs) i know i know Wilson Chandler. Oh my god! Didn't make my list, but he was an absolute. And this is once again because I liked him at his other stops. With us, he is—he was the worst. Honestly, he was so bad. He just—I remember him like missing time. We're like, yes, Wilson Chandler's (laughs) out. I just remember that. We're like, he never showed any emotion. Like he was the when I—I say that he's a corpse. Like he was like literally literally a corpse. He didn't do anything. He was bad. He was bad. Um, all trade right, him with bias trade. Harris yeah, trade, of course. Yeah, but anyway, that, that I'm not saying anything about Wilson Chandler. He was barely here, and he might have been, might have not had a pulse. Anyway, yeah, no, he was. He definitely was dead. I, I had a couple. Honor, I'll do one more real one, and then I had a couple honorable mentions uh, for the real one. It's a guy that played a little bit more. You're definitely a not a hater of him. I would say just kind of indifferent. He had some moments. Uh, this guy is Danny Green, who I think wow. had. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be on there. He had some big shots. He had some big shots. I love Danny. Wrong. This is ridiculous. Yeah. No. No. And especially his second tenure, like where we cut him loose in about four games. I got <laughs> he it. was here for like I love it. He was days. here for the preseason. He was here for the vibes, the podcasting, everything. No. Danny Green was just like so inconsistent, though. He j- I know shooters are inconsistent, but he there's something about him. He just I when he shot, I was just like it's probably the, not going in. It was the Holocaust time. thing or oh, it was just in, in general is bad. Okay. It was bad. But I understand why people like him. He had some moments, right? He had some big shots. But just in general, Danny Green's one of those guys you look back and he was like, oh, we had Danny Green. Cool. That got us nowhere. It's just not like it was his fault. But I don't know. eh. This this one's making me mad. I'm not going to lie. There was better shooters. Honestly, I think Korkmaz at times was a better shooter. That's all I'm saying. I said what I said. Danny Green in the playoffs uh, both years for us, he shot – 39.8% 39.8% from three on 5.7 attempts. Mid. Mid. That's, a, that's a great Norvell's shooter. Better. He, he Norvell Pell, kid. Norvell Pell. Let me, let me drop some Norvell Pells on you. Uh, also 39.5 from three during the regular season with us. That is just awful. Yeah, oh, I, I know. That's all there. was good. I can't believe. My, so what, what was it? Like just, I really want to dissect this. Like, the hair. The hair. The, hair, the, the, the Holocaust. The yeah, all of it, man. All Is it just it. that he was like he couldn't move? Like, because I just he was, think, he, yeah, and the running too. The running. Okay, to that's fine. With those knees, those knees are bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> agree that it is bad. Um, so you just I don't do like guys couple... that are corpses, like like Mike Scott's last year. Were you not? You, a... you got to give me some athleticism. Okay. you got to give me some. Man, you must now, really hate the Sixers, then. Yeah, no, I mean there was well, there was that's. Um, I mean, please, I, I have to add one more. In, I have to add one more in that I clearly just forgot now looking back at one of the rosters and this is so obvious and he probably would be my top he's in my top two now and this is a real list uh he might be one al horford is just he's in there i get it he's a sleeper agent it was never his fault though it's not his fault it's not his fault but he he didn't help himself though he was an asshole that's the, like when that's he was the here, thing too is to like honest. you know you you can adapt. I know it's not your fault, and this is the player that we brought in. But like, dude, you're playing next to the guy. Yeah. Nobody is. You know. You know what? You're you're right. Need. He signed like, here knowing we had Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and then it didn't work out, and he blamed Brett Brown for the fact that none of the, that Al Horford yeah. was basically playing shooting guard for us because we don't have any shooters. Anyway. Yeah. No, Al Horford is uh he's one of those. And like plus it didn't help. And you know, honestly, yeah, sure. Al Horford was great. Anna Horford, I know she wasn't on the team, but got the same <laughs> last name. The worst too. Fighting fans on Twitter. 
even in the stand, she's just terrible vibes with Al Horford and his family on and off the court. He's loved in Boston. I hope he has a great time making it to the you know conference finals and losing to Milwaukee. It's gonna be awesome. Not to us, no. They're gonna that. be more. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> they I think they're winning the finals. They're, they're, this year. they're the best team in the league. They are the best team in the league. I will say, as long as they stay healthy, they are the best team. And we said that, and I think last year they were the best team. But um, yeah. The fact that Al's your most hated sixer and then Danny Green's on there, they were traded for each other. Like, I would think that Danny would be some relief to you because he's not Al Horford. I don't no, know. He, I feel like Danny like, Green's like getting a raw deal on this. Anyway, what? I just want to throw Danny Green in there because he was one of those that like a lot of people like. I had he was to do just, it to just kind of eh. Just kind of eh. Yeah, I had to do it to him. I really didn't hate Danny Green. He's definitely not my most hated. He's more of the honorable mentions. And even then, so it's like Danny Green was just Danny Green. But like, still, eh. He's just kind of eh, in my in my opinion. But Al Horford's hate the face for sure. Hate the face. Um, any others off the top of the dome? Well, no. I'm going to give you my list. Really. So let's these hear guys your list. You because of, let's let's rapid fire these. Yeah. Because I do think we often think similarly. So it's crazy because the only player we shared was James Harden. Or no, Julie Hook. For <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we know Harden's on there though. We know Harden's <laughs> on here. We know um, Harden. I think everyone knows Harden's on there. So I did mine in order. I want to give honorable mentions. Go, go ten. Yeah. Yeah. Go worst to best. Or yeah. 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 yeah I'll go worst to best. Uh, and we won't really talk about Joe that much. But honorable mentions: Good Evan enough. Turner and Jimmy Butler. Evan Turner, I hated him because oh. he was the second pick, and he had no athleticism. I don't know why the Sixers took him. He really just looked like a guard that dominated in college. Once again, kind of like the old school kind of guard. Yeah. Like he was, he played guard at college, and he was slow. And he was only good because he was older than everybody else. Uh, obviously, I'm a little. He was the shit too in Philly. I mean, people loved Devin Turner. Yep. Yeah. Did they? I, I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't have a huge grasp on this. Obviously, I, I was 10 when we took him. Uh, but I just, I never liked him. We 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 took him instead of. And I know. I think there's the, a lot of promise there though with Turner. Like you said, it didn't really pan out. Yeah. Yeah, we took. We could have had Demarcus Cousins or Paul George. Uh, but instead we got nice. Evan Turner and, and, and it's once again, it's one of those things I went back and watched his like what he looked like in college and he just didn't look good to me. I have no idea what people saw in him. Maybe that was because I already knew he wasn't really panning out by the time I, I watched what he was in college, but I don't know. He was just extremely unathletic, not that great of a passer, not a good shooter. It's like, what does he do? <laughs> I don't, I don't really know. Uh, kind of Jaden Springer vibes, but where's the defense? Uh, anyway, uh, he was a much better scorer than Jane Springer, but just vibes. Uh, Jimmy Butler's the other honorable mention. If we recorded this in 2019, I would say, uh, he would have 100% been in my top five. A, because a lot of the people since then are in my top five, but B, because I really felt a lot of hatred for him. I've gained respect for him since he's left because of what he's done. And also, it's been one of those things where I've questioned how I viewed the team because I was a big Ben Simmons guy, which interesting to note that neither of us had Ben Simmons, uh, unless you would like to change your mind, of course. But... I was a big Ben Simmons guy, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I was blinded by Ben Simmons' faults that I didn't that I blamed it on Jimmy, which I do. I stand by Jimmy was an asshole by not shooting threes because it's something he did at other stops. He just refused to do it here when we needed it more than those other stops did, uh, and he was a dick to Brett Brown and all those things. But I mean, he was obviously a very good player, and the, his new style of basketball that he's playing has obviously been very successful for him. So at, he is, yeah. No, I agree, I agree with the blow. I mean, like, I definitely. I understand what you're saying where he kind of was an asshole at times. And I think, you know, you know, they need that. They, they needed that throughout the season, right? Kind of that like alpha leader, if you will. But yes, he should have shot threes and he didn't refuse to and hurt the team, especially alongside Ben Simmons, who you mentioned Simmons. Yes. Did not have him in my top five, or he probably honestly wouldn't be on my top 10. And I think there's a because lot I, of- I liked him so much when he was good. And I think you did too. Also kind of helps that Ben's, it, I don't know if you feel this way, kind of helps mm-hmm. that Ben Simmons absolutely sucks now and doesn't play basketball. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him, but he's he's not good, and uh, he fell off, which is unfortunate because, like you said, he was really good, and we were we were yeah. very big supporters of him when he when he you know first started out in, in the NBA, and uh, it's unfortunate to see. I think there's a lot of Sixers fans that would definitely have you know him in in their top five, top ten most hated Sixers just because of the way that it ended with Simmons. But if you really watch the game and you're not, I've heard this term out there lately, casual, which is it's it's a term yeah. and it, it means something. If you're not a casual fan of the, at least of the Sixers, you know that Ben Simmons brought a lot of value and and wins to the team when he at least was in his prime. Yes, did he cost them in the Atlanta series? Sure, but we're not going to get into that now. Right. All right, on to the top ten. I want to 
see if you're surprised by any of these names. I don't think so. I think just a lot of them you haven't heard in quite some time. Uh, But, all right, number one, or number 10. Once again, Mm -hmm. I guess I liked him the best of this list, but I still did not like him. Justin Anderson, he's only really 10 because he was cool with Joel, but uh, we traded Nerlens Noel for him. And uh, I like Nerlens a lot, and I hated Justin Anderson. He sucked at everything, and he looked like a whiny bitch on the court. Yeah, no, Anderson, uh, he was a great cheerleader for us. Really good cheerleader, great at holding water bottles. And I did like the cheerleader aspect yes, of him. Yes, so he was a, that's one of the best in the business. Not, yeah. not, not lower, because, yeah. once again, was an Erlens guy. Never saw it with Justin Anderson. I, he, he also just reminds me of the Colangelos. So. Yeah, he had, like, one good game that I like, remember, and that's about <laughs> it. So Anderson's, yeah, he's out. Yep. Uh, two years here, even though he did come back briefly, and he uh, basically shot 30% from three, despite being labeled as, like, a... 3D wing, but uh, he was god awful. All right, number nine. This one might cause some some tension here, but Isaiah Cannon. Mm. Mm. Similarly, I know you liked. Isaiah I understand why you didn't like him. Okay, go ahead. What? Why do you think I didn't like him? Uh-oh. I just like he's not. <laughs> he was more of a meme. Like I love Cannonball. Like he would just chuck like, up threes, but he was so undersized, couldn't <laughs> defend, and like. You know, he would, I don't know, that's about it. He just talked up threes. Yes, I hated him as a player, uh, certainly. Uh, he did just chuck up threes, 7.4 attempts on his first year, 6.3 attempts per game in his second year. It was kind of just a mediocre shooter. Did not shoot 40% from the field at any stop in his career besides uh, his first half of the year in Houston. Uh, just an awful scorer, couldn't pass, and we traded KJ McDaniels for him, who I really liked, and for, yeah. am still like kind of shocked KJ McDaniels didn't make it. Um, in the league, in the you're league. saying, yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened to him because yeah. I really like KJ; he looked promising here. Uh, but uh, I really liked KJ McDaniels, so the fact that we got Isaiah Cannon, who it's funny because unlike Anderson, who like kind of fades into the background, like you're not actively hating on Justin Anderson when he's on the court. Whenever Isaiah Cannon was on the court. It's like he's shooting all the time. I was like, this is the fucking guy we got for... Yeah. Like, no, he was like the dude for a little bit. It's crazy. Yeah. He really was. Yeah, because he was on the worst of the of the teams. Yeah, I mean, he was the guy. So, he actually still plays in a, in a different overseas. Interesting. Yeah, good for him. Once again, nothing against him personally, uh, but I, I couldn't stand him. Uh, he plays for Monaco Olympicos. Interesting. And it's funny, the more I'm saying this, I think Isaiah Cannon should rank higher on this list because the next one I have is Jared Bayless, which nothing against him cost us bad, a bad. lot in free agency. And like, I don't remember him playing and I was actually kind of excited for him, but uh, he looked like he just didn't give a fuck about basketball when he got here and was kind of just like collecting paychecks. And uh, that was like the Embiid year, like first year in. Yeah, that, that, him Bayless, and Gerald Henderson, Henderson. were our. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. The, and the and I actually like duo. The Baldies, oh my God, taking over. Jared Bayless had the, one of the shiniest domes. Oh in my the history God, of the him and that headband, iconic. <laughs> yeah, uh, but what a waste of money. Once again, reminds me of the Colangelos. A lot of these guys are Colangelo guys, uh, which yeah, shouldn't come as a shock. There. Uh, next one, I don't know if really most of our listeners will even have, and that's not because he's like super old. It's just he was a very irrelevant hinky guy. Brandon sure. Davies. Mm-hmm, big man, yep. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's accentuated from the fact that I actually liked most of the guys that that uh, Hinky brought in, but Brandon Davies is, to this day, if you're talking about the worst NBA players I've ever seen, I think Brandon Davies is is at the top of the list, and somehow he was here for two years. Hall uh, of Fame stiff. Big man who couldn't shoot, couldn't like score inside efficiently. He was a forty, a career forty one percent shooter from the field. Yikes. Uh not good from the line. Not a good rebounder. I think you're getting a trend here. He he didn't do anything, and somehow he was on the, the roster, and it really bothered me. So, Brandon Davies. Uh, I'm looking at, yeah, he's from Philadelphia, so you know, had to be some insider insider trader right there. He's from the area. Well, do you know uh, what he's most famous for? What is he most famous for? This is for? just a fun fact. And this makes me like him more. Uh, he was teammates with Jimmer Fredette at BYU, oh, and he yes. got suspended for having premarital sex. Wow, Davies for seven. Got it. Oh my God, count that a foul. So, you know, good on Brandon Davies. Uh, but uh, doing God's yeah. work. Well, clearly not, not really actually. the opposite. Actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Brandon Davies. Okay. Uh, anyway, six. We've talked about him so many times. It's Tobias Harris. Uh, oh God. As much oh. as I've had stretches, he, he's an interesting one on this list because, like, right. when his career is over, I'm not going to be like, fuck that guy. 
but I will be like, he was here so long, and I really did, did not like him the entire time. A lot of these guys on this list were not here long. He's been here for so long, and we traded for him. We gave up assets for him. We missed out on Ate free because of it. It could yeah. have been the downfall of the franchise, and he's still here, still doesn't shoot threes, hasn't made— So it might be. We don't know how it's going to play out, but Not making be. changes to his game. He ranked here just because of a long—he he got longevities on his side for this one. So Yeah. Rather no, than. I— I agree with that. I mean, there's not much to say. Tobias Harris is... We've said it on the pod no comment, so many times it. why we dislike him. Yeah. So, uh, Keep it going. Right. Five, James Harden. Uh, Understood. He, once again, another interesting one because he's definitely the best player I have on this list, uh, especially if you don't include Jimmy Butler, who I do actually believe is better. Even as a career-wise, I actually kind of think Jimmy Butler's had a better career, even though Harden has an MVP. But I'm a hater. Uh, Harden, I, he was my least favorite player in the league when we traded for him. And we got him. You would think he ranks higher, but at least I knew he was better than the stiffs on our roster. Uh, even if I despised him and thought anytime you trade for him, you don't really have a chance. So that that's why he's there. But plus, I don't like him. Four, I had Okafor. All right, three, I had Trez, and Ooh. it's a reminder that we got rid of Isaiah Joe, who, by the way, a would fit perfectly on this team. I don't. I think I don't think I mentioned this on the pod with you, Isaiah Agreed. Joe. I don't know if we Agreed. talked about him. Uh, in terms of the last couple of weeks, guy's just been on fire in OKC. He's awesome. We don't really have that type of guy. We need more shooters, and we need guard play. He does both. Not on the team because of Montrezl Harrell and and Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers, whoever the fuck. They're all responsible. I hate them all. Uh, Isaiah Joe should be on this team. Uh, uh Josh Harris. She ducked the tax. Whatever. Uh, Isaiah Joe. I loved him as a prospect, and we signed Trez. And because he had guaranteed money and Isaiah Joe did not, we cut Isaiah Joe. And then Trez blocked Paul Reed from playing basketball. I used to really like Trez as a player. He was great at Houston, other stops, etc. Uh, he was so clearly washed. And it, the combo of him and Doc Rivers puts him at number three on this list. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, mine, Trez, is horrible. Um, Thanks, Thanks, Bob. I, I agree. I agree. And I was like, oh, we got Trez. And then I saw Trez and I was like, oh, we have Trez. Yikes. Um, I'm glad so. I'm glad you you are finally admitting. No, it was, it was very obvious. And, podcast uh, even I think Jack Harlow had a song where he he name dropped Trez and it was like recent too. Like, yeah, it was about it was like two years ago. And I was like, Trez huh. sucks now. And like he name dropped him in the song. Like usually good players get name dropped. Montrez Harrell's in the song. Well, Mo Bamba has an entire song after him. I guess that's DMPs. true. But that's more of a meme. And Mo Bamba was a better player than Montrez. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but not great. No, he is. Um, two, this might shock you that he's not one, because I think you think he's my number one. It wasn't? Uh, take a guess. I mean, you said Harden already, so that's, that's hard. Um, Man, I don't know. I don't know. Initials? Initials? No, nah, I'll just give it to you. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Josh Richardson. Oh, yes. I said this <laughs> earlier. Yes, yes. How do I miss Jay Rich? Yeah, he should be a horrible. Jay Rich. He, we got him for Butler, and I was actually initially excited. I was really into the idea of Josh Richardson. He Josh. like regressed on us, which <laughs> I know it's that's what happens with the Heat apparently. But Josh Richardson was like a th- actual three and D guy. It was kind of like if Covington had more ball skills in yeah. Miami. He got here and stopped shooting threes. He decided he was a mid range shooter on a team that desperately needed it. Once again, this is the team that had Ben Simmons, Al Horford, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid starting. And Josh Richards then decided, instead of shooting 6.3 attempts from three, like I did last year, I'm shooting 4.5. And I know 4.5 is actually like an okay number. However, he was the best shooter on the team. He was replacing Redick. He was in that role, and he didn't shoot threes. Loved shooting mid-ranges. Kind of just didn't know what to do with the ball in his hands. The year before, he averaged 4.1. It says then he went to 2.9. Once again, probably a piece of the talented team. But that Miami team wasn't good. He just kind of, like, meandered around inside the arc and didn't know what to do with the ball and he's also like a fake tough guy uh i have i i got words fake tough guys I, I don't like well there was a different word i wanted to use but um uh-huh. he's just yeah. a fraud uh he fraud. He, he's not actually like strong words i would love to see his number one he's not a good wait. defensive player he's not tough he's not he's not any of this he's he's a pushover he sucks uh not a good defender hasn't whatever he Seems like an all right guy, but I, I can't stand watching him at, at any point. I, one of the most fired up I've been. I think he fouled like Matisse Thibel or something past year and, and got in a fight with him. And and I I was saying some words at the time. Man, fake, fake tough guy in action, baby. 
So now that we got Jay Rich and Harden out the way, who do you I, think my number one is? I mean, that's did he play recently? He was a teammate of Josh Richardson's. Oh my goodness! And it's not Horford. My goodness, teammate of teammate of Jay Rich. That teammate while while on us, he was on the yeah the, yeah yeah the yeah. Um, I mean, are you talking? Uh, because this is the guy you've liked. This guy liked. All right, okay. I'll I'll just just yeah. rattle it off. I, there's too many guys. Alec Burks, I decided oh, is, fuck, is my yes, least favorite yeah, Sixer yeah, yeah, I've yeah, ever Burks. seen. Burks, Burks, <laughs> so what did you like about Alec Burks? I mean, great name, number one. Okay, you never <laughs> knew that. No like, one in Alex. Philly can pronounce. Yeah, yeah because they're Alex. like, yo, Alex Burke or Alex Burks. <laughs> Alex Burks, or no one knew. Not no Alec one knew. Burks. Yeah. No one else. I don't know. He just he was a he's a natural scorer. He could defend. He could shoot. God, all no, of he it. couldn't. But okay, I like the Red Brown attempt. Uh he refused to pass the ball to anyone, and he didn't need to. There were a lot of better players on that team, and he didn't. <laughs> Never missed. I don't know how he averaged two assists a game. Like actually mind-boggling for us. He is the worst passer I've ever seen. Career uh, two assists to. 1.2 turnovers, but which is much better than what I thought it would have been. Uh, he was traded midseason. I don't know if you remember, we traded for him, and this was also pandemic year, so timelines are kind of fluctuated. It felt like it took like six weeks for them to arrive here. Uh, they like we had three games they just didn't play in because he was traded. Uh, he he and Glenn yeah, Robinson I get it. were I get awful, it. but but Alec Burke actively annoyed me because he. He decided not. He did to not pass. pass. Yeah, he did not pass. I agree with that, though. I agree. I know. I understand why you hated him. He's he's very Jay Richie vibes for sure. And he looked like he didn't give a fuck. Unlike Jay Rich, who tries to act like he gives a fuck, but doesn't actually. Like <laughs> Burks looks like he didn't give a fuck and was just yeah. like, "I'm I'm gonna get paid this offseason when we were on a playoff team." So that's what really annoys me at the end yeah. of the day. No, I get it. Uh, so that is my top ten least favorite Sixers with honorable mentions. That was, but that was that was good. I'm, I'm... Yeah, no, that was a good list. I, I guess on the flip side, my question is for like favorite six. Is Embiid your number one favorite? Without a doubt, not even close. Now I have is a question: he... Is to follow up, is Embiid the greatest sixer ever? In my mind, yes. Okay. All right. I mean, no. It's, so, okay. You don't think so? No, I, I I think he's right there. I think he's right there. Who do you really think's better do. than him? Because you said he's right there. I mean, I know Wilt played in a different era. I mean, it's hard to. Compare I almost feel like guys. you can't count Wilt plus a lot I, of it. I think people confuse for his time on the Na- uh, Washington or oh, Jesus. I almost said yeah, Washington Syracuse Nationals. Nationals. Y- yeah, yeah, on the, yeah, yeah. Well, the Philadelphia Warriors. Or yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Which was yeah. I know what you mean. I understand that, and that's and that's hard because it's hard to compare. I think Embiid is is. Right also, no one, no one cared. I think you do have to factor in that no one cared during Wilt's time. So that I'm not saying I'm not saying completely throughout. It is throw true. Out, but, but like, it is true. Like from Julius Irving on, you can you can make the argument. I don't, I don't think you can say which. Wilt. I think Doctor J is, is. I mean, I would probably. All right, if you're not counting Wilt, then I would go. I mean, I think it beat us another two years. He'll, he'll uh, be number one. R- real quick, uh, Wilt Chamberlain played here from 1965 to 1968. Yeah, so it's three seasons. He played a lot for the Philadelphia Warriors. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So like, really, I mean, like and, and Grant, he did yeah. win a championship with the Six. Or wait, did he? Yeah, he did. He did. All right, yeah. He won a championship with the Sixers. But Yeah, I mean, I would I would still go... Um, my top three right now like is is a mix of... I don't know what the order right... Embiid, Iverson, Dr. J. Barkley right there, too. I, I disagree with Iverson. Okay, who do you have top three? Who do you have top three in a word? Embiid? Embiid, Barkley, uh, Julius Irving. Okay. I, I, I know he has Moses the championship, Malone. but he was our second best player on the championship. Moses team. Malone in the top five? Uh, Moses' peak was was arguably better than than anyone's besides Embiid and Barkley, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, but Interesting. No? All right. I was wondering. I know on the 1980 team. Now, no, listen, Dr. J did average 27 points in the regular season for that, that team, but that, that was Moses's team and uh dr j was no, still right. very good in the playoffs i just think like he wasn't he wasn't what he was in the, like the the late 70s obviously not what he was in the in the ava but uh great buyer obviously i'm not like poo-pooing dr j uh i just think he gets the bump from having the championship which i definitely does right but once again he was the second best player on that team uh-huh no you're right Moses was yeah so, uh, I don't know, and whatever. 
I'm not. I feel like I sound so anti Dr. J. I think you could make the argument. Uh, oh, and that wasn't 19. I don't know why I said 19. I was thinking Phillies. <laughs> uh, I'm in the corner. No, the uh, the year he won. Let's see. What did he average? Because it was definitely a diminished state. Yeah, 22 points a game on uh, 51% shooting, but uh, lower numbers than what he had in previous stops is, is all. So, I don't know. Uh, I also. Whatever. I'm, we'll, we could save this for another time, but Iverson, I, I think, is generally overrated as a as a sixer. But uh, Andrew Tony had v- very similar stats to Julius serving, by the way, that that year. Well, and then yeah. Moses was our best player. Uh, I just think Embiid, even though his career is not over, also I think Barkley is incredibly underrated uh, from a statistical standpoint. So, anyway, um, good discussion. I, I initially I was going to have takes, but I think I think we'll save takes for now. We've gone on long enough. It, it was good to talk about actual Sixers parts in a non necessarily basketball part. So, anyway, yeah, uh, Maltz, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. The usual, Sixers Mania and the PSF app. Check it out. It's all over iOS, Android, you name it. And uh, yeah, man, go Sixers. Hopefully, uh, as we say every podcast, can we get out of the second round? Do they have the talent? I don't know. Um, it feels like we don't. But once again, trade deadline and uh, things can happen. Things can happen. Yeah. Uh, wasn't mentioned on the main pop. Uh, Kelly Oubre hopefully coming back soon. But we also have a cupcake oh, yeah. schedule. So probably will not be talking. I, I still like to keep somewhat consistent with the pods. So. I don't know. I'll I'll come up with the topic, but don't think we'll be talking much about the games for a little bit until the schedule gets harder, to be honest, because who cares about the Wizards 18 times? So uh, that'll be all. You can find me, Will Coffrin, on all social media platforms. Different spellings of each, of course, in terms of different punctuations and spaces and whatnot. Uh, but that will be all. So thank you for listening, and until next time. <laughs>